0: This episode is sponsored by Kitty Gonzalez Yoga. I want you to straighten your shoulders, unclench your jaw, and take a deep breath in and a long breath out. Congratulations, you just did some yoga. Yoga is my absolute favorite way to move my body, which is why I am so excited to be partnering with Kitty Gonzalez to feature her classes and her coaching practice on this show. Kitty is a yoga instructor and coach who focuses on creating a supportive community by practicing kindness and curiosity through yoga. Whether you're a pro or a first timer to yoga, all are welcome in Kitty's classes. Now listen to this, Kitty's monthly membership includes one live Zoom 60-minute vinyasa class every Saturday, one new 60 and 20-minute class released every Monday, one 45-minute life coaching session, and a library of yoga classes, which you can access anytime, all for the incredible price of $18 a month. Kitty believes in self-expression through movement and creating a trusting and loving relationship with your body. I know through personal experience with Kitty's classes that she is all about celebrating everything your body can do and celebrating its movement. Growing Women listeners can sign up for Kitty's monthly membership and exclusively get 50% off your first month. Just head to www.kittygonzalez.com slash member dash areas dash one or click the link in this episode description to sign up today and get 50% off your first month using the code GROWINGWOMAN. woman. Listen to that inner wisdom inside of you and choose yourself today. Now let's dive into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Growing Woman a podcast all about amplifying and uplifting women's voices and stories. I am your host, Christina Singh, and I am just so, so grateful to have you here with me for another episode. This week's episode is absolutely incredible. I know I say that every single week, but it's true. I'm talking with Stephanie Trasca. She is a business and mindset coach with a soft spot and specialty for working with moms. She's the founder of Little Scraps of Magic, a tight-knit membership community for entrepreneurial-minded moms, to build genuine relationships and powerful collaborations. I met Stephanie through Rachel Volkley-Kuhlman, past guest of the show and superhero of all things creativity. And I was so excited to chat with her because Stephanie is a mom and she primarily focuses her work on working with mothers. And I found that my experience with my priorities, my goals, and my career after I became a mother you know, everything just kind of flipped upside down for me and things became really crystal clear um, for me as well. So we have a really powerful conversation during this episode about motherhood and the changes that Come with motherhood and one's career. Um, the focus on priorities, parenting during a global pandemic, and what that meant for Stephanie's business, and the conversation she's having with her clients, and what she's seeing, you know, with her clients. We talk about feminine and um, masculine leadership, and what that looks like for us. Um, following, you know, our intuition, and also just understanding what we actually want in life and asking for that. Um, There's some beautiful moments around Stephanie's communication with her partner, which I really, really think are so powerful and more people need to hear in this world. And so I'm just so excited to share this conversation with you all. Stephanie is really building something very special and creating an open space for, um, you know, people who have become mothers to open up more of the possibilities in their life and, and have more possibility for their desire, which I think is really, really important to reinforce um, that that is doable and that asking for what you want is really important. And having more people talk about that is is really, really important to me. And so, I would encourage you, you know, while you're listening to this episode, if there's something that you're holding back on or something you haven't asked for, please, please, please um, take some time to ruminate and and take some time for yourself and ask for that thing. Um, something else I want to mention is just gratitude. <laughs> I just want to thank you all so much for your support around my announcement last week of Amplify Her Media. I spoke about it on this show. I spoke about it online and I, um, I, I had a good midweek sob about it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and if you are listening to this episode, you heard the ad up top for Kitty Gonzalez yoga, and that is just a freaking kick-ass deal. So please support Kitty and her business. I am just so excited to be working with, um, you know, small businesses owned by women and and supporting those businesses. So if you are looking for, um, you know, a monthly exercise program, I cannot recommend Kitty uh, more highly enough. So we're going to get into the show now. <laughs> I promise. Enjoy this beautiful conversation with Stephanie. And if you want to work with Stephanie, please find all of her information in the show notes. Um, and you can subscribe to the new Amplify Her Media newsletter. The link for that will be in the show notes as well. Thanks, guys. Enjoy this beautiful episode with Stephanie Trasca. Stephanie, welcome to Growing Woman. I am so thrilled to have you here and so grateful um, to be speaking with you today. So thank you so much for your time today. Welcome.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Christina, for having me. I love talking. So, this is fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me too. So, I met you
0: through past guest Rachel, um, who was our uh, superhero of creativity. And she is absolutely incredible. And I know that you worked really closely with her on her business and um, kind of getting her to really go for it, which I love. And one of the things that she mentioned about you was that you are all about um, working with moms and and new moms or people who are entering into um, this balance of motherhood and aspiring and, and going after your dreams and your goals. So I couldn't wait to talk to you about that because I'm a new mom and I know during this time in the world, um, women have been deeply impacted, um, especially mothers have been deeply impacted uh, by the changes in the workforce and in the workplace. Um, so I couldn't wait to talk to you about all of that. So I would love to know how this journey happened for you, um, and how you came to a place where you are now working with women, um, to fuel and like really ignite their, their aspirations and their
1: dreams. How did this all happen for you? Yeah, no, I love that question. And it's, it's a great story, I think. (laughs) Um, so I started, I mean, for before starting my business and I'm about a year and a half into business at the time of this. Wording. So before I started my business, I was a Montessori educator for about ten years. So I worked with, I did work with mothers in the extent that I I worked with children, right? I worked with children for ten years. Um, my classroom had six to nine year olds in it, and I loved so much about teaching. Like you talk about, you know, as I'm a business and mindset coach primarily for moms, but but really for any woman, um, it's about helping these people find what ignites them, like what gets them excited and providing them with the tools to find their, that confidence within so that they know that they can go after the things that light yeah. them up, the things that they desire and providing them with support and resources to do so. And so I did that for the last 10 years right. as a teacher anyway. Um, But what really drove me just to leave the classroom and start my business was becoming a mom. Uh, I always wanted to not always, but I always liked the idea of having a career that gave me autonomy and freedom. So I really loved the idea of location freedom that like, oh, I could work out of my husband and I love to road trip. So like getting a, you know, an Airstream or some kind of thing that we could travel yeah. you know, pre-child that sounded really glamorous and it <laughs> yes. we love doing that kind of travel. Um. So something that would allow me to do that and kind of, you know, take vacation when I felt burnt out, when I needed to recharge and take a break, not when, my school told me it's summer break. You have eight weeks or Christmas break. This is your vacation time. Um, so I love the idea that like, Oh, if I'm a solopreneur, if I'm an entrepreneur, I could start a business and kind of create my own hours and have all this flexibility in my life. Uh, and then becoming a mom, I was just like, okay, this isn't just like a fantasy dream. Someday it would be nice. I need to do this because I felt like I wanted to be able to spend as much time with my child and future children as possible. You know, I, I, as an educator too, it was like, I was spending my days with other people's kids. And so it was like an extra hard thing to leave my own son and go be with other people's children um and again have no flexibility around like when i left my house where i was during the day i had to be indoors under fluorescent lights like you know i couldn't yeah. work outside on a beautiful day i couldn't sleep in a little bit when my body needed it like all of those things and when you become a mother there are so many more demands placed on you as you said right there's this invisible load of all these things that we carry that we take care of the people we take care of and then on top of that you know and not every mother feels this way but for me it was like i really wanted to have this time with my son to be present with him and and just enjoy him and knowing that time goes so quickly so It was definitely like a combination of knowing what did I do in the, in the past, but like, how did I support people? What lit me up about my career that I'd enjoyed all those years? And then what was like the big why? And it's interesting you asked to like how, you know, how this whole journey started because I, um, I have a membership community for entrepreneurial minded moms and each month there is a guiding theme for the women in the membership, something for us to focus on a common thread for conversation Yeah, um, and this month in October. It's October 1st today, as we're talking is your why, like the why behind your business, why did you start this journey? And so for me, it was all about being a mom and having a son and wanting the flexibility to be with him.
0: Oh my gosh. I can relate to this so much. Uh, because when I got pregnant, I got pregnant in December of 2019. And then I was in my first trimester when the world shut down. And in March of 2020, I remember attending a conference, a virtual conference, and having a conversation with a group of women. One of them was Madeline Pratt, who's been on the show. And I just remember thinking, I'm going to be doing a disservice to myself if I don't follow through on my needs. And then when I had my son- just like you said, it became so crystal clear. Oh yes. I have to pursue the things that I want to pursue. I need to go after my goals. I need to be connecting with women in this way, um, and amplifying their voices and their stories. And I think motherhood, like you were saying really brings out, um, survival mode (laughs) in all of us. And then coupled with a global pandemic, it's like, Everything becomes so crystal clear when you're in a situation where you're feeling like, oh, I really have no option but to pursue this joy in my life. because what am I doing all of this for if I'm not going to be happy or if I'm not going to be, you know, fulfilling my needs. So I I can relate so much to what you're saying. And I'm curious, you know, what was that transition like when you first started um, to work for yourself? Because I feel like that's a really scary time where there might be uncertainty financially, Mm -hmm. uncertainty around childcare and you're, I feel like moms and parents in general are always carrying a lot of juggling a lot of things at the same time. But I think it's really important for people to hear that you can actually say what you want and Mm -hmm. tell people what you need and and it will happen. Um, So what was that transition period like for you?
1: Yeah, no, that's such an important question, I think. And, and myself, like when I started my business or before starting it, it was definitely listening to podcasts like yours, the stories of other women who had gone from it being a dream to making it happen. So I love telling this part of my story too, because hearing other women this this part was what made me realize like, oh my gosh, I can do this too. You know? Right. All that said, if I can do it, you can do it. Like, and why not you? Why not you? You know, we're always um, we're always kind of putting ourselves down, I think, of like, I can't have that. That dream is for somebody else. Like I have too much on my plate, or no one can help me, or I'm not good enough. Right. And um, the truth of the matter is you are good enough, you have everything that you need with, within, and asking for help is also. Hugely important in yes. pursuing your your dreams and your goals and your vision. So, for me, it was interesting. Um, I knew before the pandemic hit that I wanted to start a business, uh, and I had made the decision to leave my teaching post. So that was like January 2020, before everything went down. That I told my employer um, I would not be returning the following year, and it did come out of you know I had given up my classroom when Bruce was born, my first son in exchange for a part-time role. So we started already. I'd cut my salary down significantly when my son was born so that I could be with him two days a week. So we're like, okay, we can get childcare from our parents for free three days a Mm -hmm. week, the days I'd work. And then I get to be with him the other two days. Then like, you know, talking about our finances in that way of like, we can change our way of living a little bit, but we're, we'll be saving on childcare. And I know not everyone has that opportunity to have family nearby who is able to help out, but that was our situation where we were able to secure three days a week for free. And then I stayed home for two and I gave up my classroom and that was, that was hard. It was hard changing my role in the school and of course giving up all of my autonomy that I had at the time. Um, in exchange for those days I'd get with my son and then being in this support role. So that was the first step. Then my, my job told me like, hey, next year, you know, six months into that school year of 2019, 2020, they said, next year, uh, we want you to be full time in this support role. Oh, and I was like, no, 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 the only reason I took the support role and gave up my beloved classroom was so I could be part time and be yeah. with my son with less responsibility. And so, up to that point, it was this idea of starting my business and the, the desire, the strong desire. And then, when we were faced with that, we're like, okay, the steady paycheck and the situation that we've created is going to disappear. You know, like what we have now it isn't an option anymore. And that was kind of the push for me to be like, okay, to my husband, you know, I said, Mike, if you support me in this, if you can help me out here, if you can help us float and we will cut back on certain things, I'm a spender. I'm like the indulgent one. Oh gosh, so I was girl. like, I will cut back on. I, I, love
0: shop. I love the shop. I love a Marshalls. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. Oh, me too. Yeah. I'm like a bargain hunter, but I still love the hunt and the, you know, know. like having deals. So I was like, I will scale massively back And if you can help me find some time in the cracks of the day, like I am going to make a business. I don't know what it is yet, but I need a little spaciousness to be able to do it. So that was like believing in myself enough and asking for that support from my partner. Yeah. And that was, that was that. So he's like, okay, this is it. This is our sign. Let's do it. Like, let's see in the next six months, like if you start right now thinking about what you're going to build, really being intentional about it. Seeing if in the next six months you can generate some kind of income. He's like, you don't need to make much $50, $100, but like, show me, show yourself that someone can pay you for something. Like, you're building right. it for sure. You know. Yeah. So then, a well, couple hold on,
0: part one pause, because I think that moment of mm-hmm. number one, having your partner support you, asking yeah. your partner for what you want and saying, Hey, this is what I want to do. And then having that partner reciprocate and say, okay, I believe in you. Let's do it. Like that is huge. Just having a person say, I believe in you and let's do it. I'll be that, that person for you. That is major because I think, um, there is, I've noticed a fear that mothers have, and I have had around, um, asking our partners in various ways for support. And I have a beautiful, wonderful partner, but it's still like, Oh gosh, like this is, this is a lot. And then I also think you just saying, okay, let's see if I can make money from this. That is huge. Like, let's just see if that can happen because then you would know, okay, I can do this. And that is like mind blowing to me that yeah. someone would pay someone for a service brand new. Like it happens all the time, but it's like, oh my gosh, that's wild. So I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just had to like you know what? shine a light on those moments. Cause I think they're really, really important and sometimes overlooked.
1: I'm so glad you did because they are like, I used to, pop that, you know, it's like you go on with your story, you build your business, you build whatever it is. And you do start, like, I start to gloss over some of these parts that were pivotal. I mean, huge. And that really was like, that was like the moment when I was like, okay, I asked for the support and I said, I'm going to make money. Like, oh my God, like you said, like, (laughs) who's going to pay me for anything, right? Like I have to come up with the offering. I have to sell the offering and I have to get people to bite on it. I mean, that was like a huge thing to say. I am going to do it to stick my neck out there. And at that time too, as a mom, I mean, I had not been a mom for quite a year. My son was about 10 months old or so. And I was very much still in the place of postpartum where it was that symbiotic relationship where I was like, I don't want to be away from my kid at all. Like I didn't want, and not every mother feels that way. It's so different, even second mm-hmm. time around for me. So I know that everyone has a different experience postpartum, but with my first son, I was just like. I don't want to miss any time. I don't want anyone's support or help. Like I didn't want to give that up and it wasn't even out of control. It was just out of this like bursting love. Like I just didn't want It's like this primal weird feeling. Yeah. And so what I did end up doing was it, one of the things was, okay. uh, My husband said, I will do wake up with our son, like however many days a week, three to five days a week. And you take two hours you set your alarm. I am not a morning person. So like, you need to set your alarm for much earlier and you work for two hours every morning. And I will have Bruce, you know, when he wakes up, I will go to him. So that's how it started. I just carved out the early mornings before my work began. And that's when I just would, and I had to act like it was work. I mean, I was reading books, taking notes, taking a course, you know, it wasn't like I, I even quite knew yet, but it was taking it as seriously as though it was. Yeah. The job as though my business had started, you know, and that I think is such an important thing to note for anyone listening who is desiring to start a business is take yourself seriously and treat yourself like an on- entrepreneur from the very beginning. When you make that decision, like be serious, carve out the time and go all in. Um, I think it's like you send yourself a message at that point of like this is real and this can happen for you. You know, it's right. like the first person you have to admit to is yourself that you are giving this a go before right. usually or you can tell other people in the world. Yeah, I'm doing this.
0: I mean, it's just like you were saying earlier at the top of the show, who do I think I am? Or like, or like, this isn't, you know, is this real? Like, uh, could I mm-hmm. actually do something like that? Or you might think, you know, some people out there might think this dream is just not attainable for me. Like that's not me. And you were mentioning, you know, those threads of thought. And I think that advice is so important. Take it seriously because it's serious. It is. It's, if you take it seriously, that means your mind has committed to this actually happening. Yeah. And when it actually happens, it's like, all right, yeah, I put in the work for that. Um, So when you were taking this time and you started learning and really studying, um, what came out of that?
1: Well, so I, what I did was I bought, uh, I bought Marie Forleo's B-School at first Mm -hmm. and I'm like, it's going to have everything I need to start a business. And What I found was I I knew if I followed the curriculum and everything, like I was learning, I was, I was like, oh, wow, these are really important questions I'm looking at and unpacking. And, you know, I was writing out pages and pages to each simple question she'd pose, right? I would really dig within and like, really try to unpack things. Because you have to remember at this point, like, I didn't know what my business was going to be. I had all these ideas swirling. And I think that's where a lot of people start is their why has something to do with the lifestyle they want you know, some people their why has to do with the business? Oh, this is a brilliant idea. I have to put this out into the world, but so many people, and especially I think moms, it tends to be about lifestyle and freedom and autonomy that you can enjoy. And so, um, I started there and I was like, well, this is, this is great. And this is also really overwhelming. I have so many ideas. Like, I really don't know which, which way to go. And, and I, I told my husband, this was hard this was hard. Cause I had already said, like, I really believe in myself. I can do this. I can do this on my own. And I started getting this idea, maybe a business coach could be helpful. And that's an investment, you know, you, you, you pay money and, and it's someone's time and all of this. And This is like not something anyone in our lives has done, right? Like people Mm -hmm. in our life, and our family and our friends, like they don't hire business coaches. Like what is a business coach anyway? Like nobody really knew like this whole like world that I think in like different parts of the country. You know, we're in the Midwest, we're in Cleveland, Ohio, but like in, in California and LA, right. It's like, (laughs) of course, everyone's got a coach. You have your life coach, your relationship coach, your sex, your sex coach. You're like, whatever you have all the coaches, but not, not us, not our family, not where we live. So I decided I needed a coach. You know, I said, I know I can do it myself. This does not take away from the fact that I believe in myself, but I want to get this done quickly. I want clarity. I want a real person to talk to, to bounce ideas off with. I would really, really like to hire a business coach. Like, can you back me up on this? And can you help me out here? Because I was a part-time teacher. So like my salary at the time was was low, you know, I'm paying my student loans. I'm I'm baking my car payments. There's not a whole lot left over, right? Um, And so that was the next step he did. He was ultimately like, okay, like we talked about it. We looked at all the different angles. um, And ultimately he was like, I believe in you. Like you, he's like, I see how much you believe in yourself. I see the shifts that are taking place in your mind and spirit right now. Like you're already becoming a different person than you were a few months ago. I want to see where you take this. Like, let's do it. What a gem of a man. Yeah. 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 So good. So I hired a business coach and then the pandemic hit. And so it oh was Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was like, well holy crap, it was really terrifying, but it was also like, whoa, everything's going digital. And like that was my whole idea was that I was at least I knew I wanted a digital business. I wanted to be working from home. So I didn't know that. So I was like, whoa, I'm a teacher. Things are going online. Like this is maybe where my business should go. Like maybe I do something with the Montessori background, the master's in education, whatever. So worked at the business coach and um, decided quickly that I would set up shop, at least to begin as a Montessori consultant. So I would help mothers or parents, families implement Montessori at home. I would be a motherhood mentor. So new moms, helping support them with getting things started, getting things set up in their home, maybe postpartum. What, what support do you need? What can I help you with? What can I research for you? Just like being that extra set of hands, whatever, yeah. and then hosting digital events for moms to connect, grow, and learn. And so they were child development geared and then self-development geared for these digital events. So really like no overhead costs, right? I was just like, I, it I want to into website. it flew into it. And it was making the investment in the coach where I was like, all right, let's do this. Like I I have, we're paying this money that we kind of don't have. (laughs) So I need to make this work. I need to get moving quickly. And I'm so glad I did because, and I remained open because what happened was very quickly, I did have an Instagram following of a few thousand people and they were all moms. So I had charted, I guess I left that out of the story is like, a year before this all started i started an instagram account just to share our montessori journey at home like this is my son this is something i'm interested in sharing and so i generated like i had created this community that totally authentically just built on engagement and communicating with others being supportive to people who had questions Um, I'm very social. Like I love engaging with other people. I love getting to know other people. And so I had this community that I had built with the hopes that maybe it could turn into something at some point. I just didn't know what or how. Um, And so I did have this community to share with, Hey, I've got this, these digital events that I'm doing. And do you need help implementing Montessori at home? Well, no one hired me to implement Montessori at home. A few people came to the events that I was promoting at the beginning, but it was really a lot of work to promote them and put them on and all this stuff, low over- overhead costs, which is great about a digital business. Right. Like, I'll say that. But what happened by putting myself out there and promoting this thing that I'd created out of thin air, I had women coming to me instead saying, Oh, I see you started a business. Like you are doing these events. You're offering this consulting, like, would you mind talking with me and telling me how you started that? Like, I have this idea too, and I'm interested to see like how I could make it into a business. Mm. And so I was like, Oh, I'd love to talk with you about it. Like, you know, and I would just offer my advice for free. I mean, this happened quickly. It was like within two months or a month of promoting my initial business idea. I had maybe three or four women reach out to me a month later. One of them was like, can I pay you to help me? And we were friendly. She'd been to my events. I was like, my business isn't thriving yet. Like, you know that, like, why would you want my help? And she's like, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But she's like, you're a few steps ahead. You have a beautiful website. I love how you promote. I love how you share. I love how you engage. You've already helped me so much for free, like giving me so much knowledge out of the goodness of your heart. I can't imagine asking anybody else to help me. So that's just, such a testimonial to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and was I, it, were you just like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was because we'd only met a couple months prior to, you know, it was all through this whole digital world. We'd met on Instagram and then she started coming to my digital events and um we connected there. There was one event that I put on that nobody came to but her, and we talked for like two or three hours. Like our oh kids happened God. to take monster naps at the same time that day in these different time zones. And And that was, she was my first paying client. And it was with the understanding of like, okay, you pay me like way less than, than I would think to charge anyone else for this, but just the value exchange, right? Right. And like, just then we'll see how it goes. Like, see if I like it, see if you like it. Cause I I had had the thought as I was setting up my own business, like, wow, it might be cool to help people with this when I'm successful, when my Montessori consulting's booked out and I'm successful, then maybe I can help people with this. But she kind of made me see like, I didn't need to wait for that moment to come. And thank goodness, because she felt such a transformation in who she was as a person. Like there was a lot of mindset stuff that we worked on together. Um, And then of course, like the tactical stuff that I helped her out with. Um, And she like has a great booming business now. Like she's exploded on Instagram. She is selling out her programs. And it was after that um, though, just initially getting her set up and seeing and hearing from her how helpful it was and feeling in my soul and my bones like wow that came really naturally that was really fun Mm -hmm. I didn't have to reference books like in my even in my Montessori training and stuff I still felt like when people would ask me questions I'd be like "Uh, let me look into my books for that let me look here this whole coaching thing just like poured out of me and so that was kind of it I was like all right I'm adding this to my website I didn't take down my other offerings for quite a while um but yeah, everything just sort of pivoted and changed because I was open to it. And ultimately, because my why was, you know, freedom of time, all this flexibility, being there for my son and like, can I make money? And so yeah. it was in August that I made my first like, you know, a couple hundred dollars out of my digital events and out of working with this one client. And um, she And shouted, that was the first money, like the first those are the first funds that you made through your business. Yeah, the very first were coming came from a digital event. I remember like, then I was selling the digital events, they were like $10 for a ticket. So I did have like, you know, my first $10 came to yeah. that. And like, then another 10. And another, you know, I didn't make a lot from the digital events ever. But, um, but yeah, and then the first coaching gig was like, just, a, you know, a couple hundred dollars. But um, that yeah. was the beginning. And that was when we I knew I was like, I can make something out of this.
0: Amazing. I think what's so interesting about this many things, but I love um, how you've said that you were very open, that mm. you were open to exploring these different paths. Yeah. And I also think when you evolve and when you start to change, or when you're putting yourself out there in a different way, people notice and people notice from places that you really would not expect. Yeah. Uh, and so I think having, um, that validation of just like oh somebody sees this work I'm doing or they they're noticing and they want to actually work with me um, is so beautiful and affirming yeah. and. Um, We talk a lot about female allyship on this show. Mm -hmm. I ask every guest who are your female allies, whether now or in the past or who helped you on this journey. So it sounds like she was definitely one of your female allies and you work primarily with people who identify
1: as women. And so who are your female allies in your life? Mm -hmm. Wow. That's a good question. That like gives me chills because I am just, I'm like such a community and I've become like a community grower. That is like why I started the membership. I I had all these clients coming to me and then I'd connect them with each other and other people I knew. And I would see the bonds being formed. And I was like, okay, we need a a membership community to make this really easy and accessible for these women to come together. Um, So I love that theme and that you dig into that with your, um, your guests here on the show, but yeah, Callie. That was she was my first, my first paying client and a great friend of mine. You know, we've become closer and closer as the now it's like almost a couple of years that we've been like connected, <laughs> which is wild. Uh, and she's you know always been my cheerleader and like whenever she invests in a program of mine, um, just so engaged, so open. I feel like the women who show up not just for themselves, not just for you, but for like anyone who might be along for the journey, like anyone who might be listening, anyone who might be watching. Um, and that is Callie and so many women that I've met too, but that is Callie to a T where she just, she, she really listens. You know, when you ask questions, when you pose things, she really is so reflective and so honest with the way that she responds. And I always say to the like clients that I work with too, it's like, when you can be honest, when you can share openly, you are giving permission to everyone else to do the same, to look with the 100% to feel their feelings, to go there, you know, to really go there instead of glossing over and like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. And giving the little blanket answer, but really just Coming out with it, you know? So for me, like any woman who is willing to show up and do that, I consider like an ally and like I see you, yeah. right? I see each other. Um, there's a woman named Emma, who I um Emma Hicks, she's the founder of a community called Camp Climb, which is uh a space for creative entrepreneurs and also like identifying as women. Um, she's based in Iowa, and I joined her Midwest Mastermind last year and thinking actually it would like be like business focused. And I'd learn all these business things and it was really so much more about feminine embodiment and like leaning into the, the the divine feminine and like not uh, feeling so much as though we have to have all this strategy and masculine energy in order to be successful and in order to face our dreams, in order to have financial um, success, but just to, lean in to how you are feeling, what your body is asking of you, when that means slowing down sometimes, uh, definitely tapping into your intuition. And that's something I work on with my clients a lot is like your inner knowing, not looking for external validation, not asking what I should do, what would you do, but tuning in with yourself. So Emma was someone who helped me when I knew I needed that. And I desired to have bring that into my own coaching and into my own decision-making as I was growing my business because I had found myself getting sucked into like content planning and sprinting through this and that. And 100%. Yeah. No? Mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, who am I? What am I doing? Like, I felt like I was doing it all wrong when that was my focus. I was like, I need to like tap into my natural gifts and operate from that space. And so Emma is just such a huge role model for me in that way, where she is just constantly showcasing her own rawness you know mm-hmm. her own vulnerability um and leading with this spirit of a child but also this really strong badass woman so she is definitely like an expander for me and someone that I look to i mean i could go on and on my first of course family like yeah there's just so well, many amazing women out there
0: i want to touch on two of the things that have come out of this conversation around allyship the um beauty of feminine energy in business and then also um the uh feeling of having to do it all um or um in tapping into vulnerability mm-hmm. because I have been very honest online about my experience around motherhood, how it's been very hard, um, how I develop postpartum anxiety, um, and I take medication for it. And I'm really, really open with all of that. And I'm open with the fact that I am doing more than just taking care of my son. Um, because I think it's, there is this viewpoint that women are, um, supposed to be I wouldn't say lost in motherhood, but motherhood is all consuming. Um, and I find that to be the case in now that I am a mother. So that's just who I am. Like it is my role. Like I love it. And it is a part of me. I feel like a wholly different person, but that is not only what I am. (laughs) And I think pursuing Uh, my goals is very much wrapped into my identity as I've had a child. Mm -hmm. And uh, because if I don't show my child, I have gone for my goals or I am doing, you know, what I am dreaming about doing in my life. What does that teach them (laughs) if I'm not doing those things? And so I found it to be really, really important to share online all of the things that I'm doing. And I'll get comments about that saying like, oh, you like, how are you finding time to do all this? Like, oh, there's A, B and C happening. But I've been very intentional about those moments and that time. Is that something that you have to really kind of challenge or battle with um,
1: mentally when you're working with your clients? You mean, so for them as the client specifically, like disentangling one thing from the other? Yes. Yes. You know, it's like it definitely comes into play. Like what, like, you know, and I put in, um, like my clients, I'll provide them with a questionnaire before each time we meet before each session of like, what are your challenges that you're facing right now? What are some brags you have? What do you want to focus on? Tell me about this. And always, I have a box for like, tell me about motherhood. Like, how is it going right now? What's, what do you do? We need to talk about anything in this space. Right. Because I do think like, whether you're a mom or not, there's always stuff in your life, your personal life that's going on that can um, influence and dictate like where we put our energy, what we're thinking, how we're doing with our businesses. Um, and so I think that's always important to talk about, you know, before becoming a mom, like I just always needed to talk about my personal life with my colleagues like here and there. I know not everybody does that, but for me, like if I went to work, I needed to find that friend where we could like meet in the coffee room and be like, oh my gosh, this is what's going on. And, you know, so I think it's so important, whether it is motherhood or whether it's just your like things going on in your day-to-day life to make space to talk about it. And for me, it's not like separating the two, Mm -hmm. um, it's just making space for all of it to coexist, you know? Right. Um, And so, yeah, I find that, um, typically most of the, the women that I work with who are mothers, that there's something that we dive into before the session begins that has to do with something mom life that's going on. That's like really exhausting or really overwhelming, or so many of the women that I work with, including myself, Seem to have this battle of, I started my business for my child to be there with my child more to work from home so that I, you know, we don't have to send my kid to childcare, especially for women starting businesses in the pandemic, right? Like so many of them are like, we're not going to do daycare. Um, a lot of them don't have families around. So it's like, they want something that gives them this flexibility. And that's like a big, why giving me flexibility, being with my child, but what a lot of them find and what I found was, whoa, like, I love this work that I've built for that I've made for myself, but the work that I wanted to be as passive as possible. So I could be with my child and, and be present in all of this, but I'm actually finding that I love the work and I want more time to work than Mm -hmm. I thought I would. That was one thing for me that I've been battling with, like, wait a second, you're now getting the same amount of days of childcare for Bruce, for my first son, that seemed like too much, many days away from him when i had to work at the school i worked at like and i kind of was like mad at myself about that like what are you doing you created this business to be with your son and now you're you're you have your parents watching him 3 days a week you know you're like,
0: tapping you into that need and that desire again that we were talking about earlier it's like there is this desire um you i feel like you've given yourself permission to ask for what you want and now you've really fulfilled that and so i think yeah. Um, there is that really big, like I found for myself, like push and pull of, I want to be with my baby, but I also have all of these beautiful moments of Mm -hmm. independence. And I love that. And I love working and I love, uh, you know, having that time to go after my goals. And I do think that they can coexist and they can coexist beautifully. And I, also, think you know this. This kind of flows into what you were saying before. Tapping into feminine energy is really allowing possibility, yeah. allowing for um, structure not to dictate every move you make, but allowing for possibility to dictate those moves and um, for that to flow that. naturally
1: possibility to dictate your moves. I love that.
0: Well, I mean, that's really what you've been talking about, like being open and talking to women and having that uh, moment where a client came to you and you said, okay, let's do this. And I think that is very feminine. And I don't, I love structure in um, some moments, but I think in other moments, I follow a story. I follow, Mm -hmm. you know, the path of, okay, what narrative is this taking me on? Um, Whether it's emotionally or physically, you know, where, how can I tap into that to move throughout? my week or my day or my month or my year, because I think we have been taught the 24 hour cycle and that's just not how it works for us. No, I
1: was just at an event yesterday, a digital event, Um, a woman, Audrey Gerber, she was talking about uh, tapping into your cycle, you know, this whole idea of cycle thinking with your work. And I, something I want to, I'm interested in trying out Um, that she was just saying that, yep. Like men are on this 24 hour rhythm and clock. And when women are on hormones or on birth control or anything, we put ourselves on a 24 hour clock, but really like when you're in, in your like natural state, it's around this 28 day thing. So she's, she was saying like, think about the 24 hour clock. And how you wake up and you feel this way, and then you're ready to work for a little while, and then a few hours goes by and you feel this, like the dips in your energy, the dips in your motivation, the peaks, like whatever you feel in a 24-hour cycle, she's like, you as a female, like stretch that 24-hour clock into 28 days it's the same thing. Like for yep. five to seven days, you feel this way and you, you want to be outward facing. And, you know, that's why people are, you know, I, I have women that I invite to speak at my membership and masterminds that I hold. And a couple of them have said, Oh, I don't speak during that week. I, I'm honoring my loodle face, you know? And I'm like, this oh, is amazing. Yes. Like, I love that I work oh. in a space where this is like, yeah, yes. Like exactly. Like, like we can write our own narratives and we can decide um how we lead ourselves and like what gets to coexist in in what ways and um i just think that is a such a beautiful thing about entrepreneurship solopreneurship starting your own business um you know really bringing your own values into the decisions that you're making and the life that you're creating and yeah, yeah.
0: i agree and i also think it's so important to bring those things into the workplace uh, outside of an oh, entrepreneurial yeah. space or a solopreneur space, because um, when you're working for a company or if you're a manager of a company, a director, executive director, you know, see whatever you are in the corporate space, um, that is very much dictated by a masculine um, type of flow and type of workplace um, energy. And I think just even allowing, um, more time for breaks, for creativity, for, um, having that energy of those peaks and valleys is so important in any workspace, because that is going to mean your employees are probably going to want to be there more. (laughs) I feel like we all see this. We have, we're seeing right now, this huge wave of people who are leaving their jobs starting their own things or, or, um, you know, working with someone else or working for a smaller unit because they crave that flexibility. They crave, you know, that, um, embracing of, of a lifestyle that is a bit unstructured. And I, I firmly believe that if we embrace more of that feminine energy and possibility, we could have that, um, you know, Uh, we would have a lot more people who probably stay in their workplace. I'm curious, do you work with anyone who is still working in, um, a company or, or in the corporate
1: world and that's navigating like these challenges? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I do. And I have, um, I was working with an assistant head of school for some time, um, when she was, she didn't think she was ready to leave the the job, you know, but she was like I just know I need time for myself. So I help a lot of women start businesses. I also attract a decent amount of women who are like I don't know what I need, but I need something. I need a change. <laughs> I can't keep going on as I'm going on like do you help people like me? And, you know, we'll talk, we'll have a conversation and we decide, decide, or I help them decide like, yeah, I could help you. This could be a great fit. And, um, so yeah, an assistant head of school who ultimately by the end of our sessions, our last session, she had left the job. She's like, took some time off to herself and to be like, you know, at home with her child, they sold their other car. Like, I mean, they really did the whole big transition. And now, She used to be an art teacher first, then she became an assistant head of school. And she has now opened her Etsy shop. She's selling, she's doing like custom pet portraits. She's doing all this stuff, but she's really come back to what brings her ultimate joy and pleasure in life and has found a way to monetize it and have that flexibility and freedom so we really navigated and broke down like visualizing her leaving the job and all of the things um and coming to the place and awareness that that's what she wanted to do right um, and I have a couple women who um are in the classroom like teachers that with my background in education I've attracted a lot of teachers Um, so women who are kind of like gearing up to leave over the course of the next year and like, you know, how to start building that business a little more slowly, how to create a community and network around them of other women who can support them and normalize this idea of leaving the workplace. If that's what they want to do, because again, if you don't have that around you, it can feel like going back to the very beginning of our conversation of like, believing in yourself is a huge deal. Mm -hmm. And then telling your partner, I believe in myself, if you have a partner, right. Or like someone who's close to you, I believe in myself and this is the thing I'm going to do. That's a really big deal. And so like for a lot of people, it takes a a significant amount of time to be able to get through this process of like believing Mm -hmm. in yourself and then sharing that with others. Um, so yes, absolutely. I, I have a few other clients too, where they're, um, still in their jobs and whether they want to leave or whether they just want to think about their lives a little bit differently and be more intentional. And, and as we've talked about bringing this, the possibilities and the opportunities and this feminine energy into their, their space and decision-making. Um,
0: yeah, I, um, I think, so I can't believe we're at our our time, but I, um, <laughs> it's so wild, um, but I think something I have been noticing throughout our conversation that I just wrote down that really taps into a lot of other conversations I've had on this show is really desire. Um, and having the, um, giving yourself permission to follow your desire, ask for what you want. Those things can be very fearful. (laughs) Um, but I think what I, I've noticed as, um, women, and then particularly when you get into motherhood, there is this weird, um, you know, desire almost goes, um, behind the curtain for a period of time. And naturally there are going to be moments where like you have to keep a tiny human alive or you have to keep yourself alive. And like your desire, um, might take backstage for a little bit and yet, when there is that creeping desire growing, I think having a community for support is so key. And so I guess my final question for you is um, how has this community changed you and your desire in life? Like how has,
1: how have you changed? Wow. That is a big one. That's a big question. And I love it. Um, And I love that you like brought up that word desire because it's funny. Like, I don't even know that I've used it much in this conversation, but it is a, it is a word that I use. Like, I can't even count how many times a day I talk (laughs) about desire and I do talk to my clients and my community about leaning into desire. Like, what is it that you desire to have for your life? Like, this is your life, right? Let's not forget. Like, I think people forget, like they think we're here and we need to just keep spinning, spinning, spinning and doing all the things that you should do in society and whatever, you know, like how our t- traditional schools have led us to believe that we're sort of these cogs on a wheel and it's all about fitting in and conforming and being proficient at all the things. It's it's not about cultivating your strengths and finding what lights you up and what you desire and making, like maybe can become so much more talented, powerful, skillful, if we're able to focus on what we desire. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, sorry, that's like my, my, surprise. no, I'm like,
0: yeah, smash that's the it.
1: patriarchy. Like, no, we like, uh, bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So sorry. Can you then re- rephrase the question? Cause I just got to completely Well, how
0: has this changed your life? Like how has following your desire changed? your life?
1: Oh, I'm like such a happier person now. I am. I felt for years, um, like a martyr and like, um, pretty resentful, you know, I mean, I was a happy person in certain ways. Like when I'd count down the hours of my life, like when I was done done with work, when the work week would be over, like all of these things. And I would have joy in pockets of my life, but I couldn't rightly say that I was living joyfully every Mm. day. I couldn't. And I wanted that so badly, you know, I really wanted that so badly. And it was like the postpartum and all of that, that year kind of leading up to starting this was one of the hardest years of my life. Like I, I've just constantly felt sad and exhausted Mm -hmm. and, um, it was leaning into the desire and finding the trust within myself that brought me joy. You know, it was like saying like, I can lead with desire first and I can still do something that supports my family that, that I get to decide like how many hours I work and when I work and how I work and like stay in my pajamas until however (laughs) long I want. I mean, the little things, you know, it can really be the little things like that, Um, but leaning into desire has truly allowed me to create a life that brings me great joy every single day. And I'm not going to say there are days, you know, there's days where I'm a tired mom and I'm exhausted and, and I do look around and wonder like, I wanted this, like, why am I doing this? You know, like I need to get out of the house. I need to like, whatever. I think that's the pandemic talking a little bit too, um, you know, so it's not like you are immune to ever feeling sadness or of course not. or anything, but yeah, I mean, it's just opened my eyes even wider to the fact that we deserve to have the things that we want in our life, because why are we here? Why are we here? You know, if not yeah. to help other people make a difference and to find a way to do that, that brings you joy because you know, I don't know, like there's, yeah. it's changed
0: everything. Oh, I yeah. think that's so beautiful and such a beautiful way to end our time together. And I can't thank you enough for talking about your experience and how this has shaped you and how you're helping others. I think there's so much, um, you know, good in this, in this conversation that we've had. So thank you for taking the time today. And it's been an absolute pleasure. Where can people find you if they want to be in touch with you?
1: Oh Well, thank you, Christina, for having me. Like, I am so honored to be here. I love what you're doing, how you're amplifying women's voices. I am definitely going to shout your podcast and what you do from the rooftops. And I can't wait to see what you ultimately build out of all of this, too. Like, truly, there is so much, so much power and so much possibility when y- you do what you are doing, where you are rallying women together, where you're talking about allyship, you are amplifying these voices. Um, and I know that you're going to make big things happen. So oh, I want to acknowledge <laughs> what you're doing and thank you for, for, uh, you know, highlighting me here. I'm just really humbled and honored um, The where people can find me would be my website is little scraps of magic.com. Um and so it needs a little updating. I thought I would just like really clean it up this summer during my maternity leave with my two and a half year old and my my other newborn. That (laughs) happen. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it's still, you know, it still definitely gets lets you know what I do and what I'm about. Little scraps of magic.com. And then my Instagram handle, I'm super active there. It's Stephanie.traska T R Z A S K A. Um And then, yeah, from there, you kind of can learn about my membership community for entrepreneurial minded moms or even just a creative female identifying entrepreneur. But it's heavy on the mom thing because I do feel like there's a place where moms need to be able to go and talk about the extra struggles and weight that they carry, right. All the things that we have to do. So that that's a, a big part of that community as well, but yeah, you can kind of find out more about my offerings and what I have going on. If you go on my Instagram or my website. So
0: beautiful. We'll definitely link everything in our show notes. Um, so please, please, please go find Stephanie, work with her, uh, Thank you so much for your time today, Stephanie. And for those of you listening, remember your voice matters and your story matters. And we will see you on the next episode of Growing Woman. Thanks everyone. Thanks, Christina. Thank you. Growing Women Podcast is an Amplify Her Media production. Amplify Her Media is a media company dedicated to amplifying and uplifting women's voices and stories. Follow along for more stories at amplifyhermedia.com.